0: Hey chaps. A lovely sixty degrees and Shawnee in southern Indiana. Enough to enjoy a good sun sunbathe without getting sweaty. Very nice. So I've been having a really good time the last uh, the last two days streams. You know, we've been chatting about tribal tribal lines, tribal definitions, tribal clarity. And uh, one of the, the serious problems we have with tribal belonging, or or even, even the tribal understanding mindset, uh, acceptance of tribalism is our need uh, to run tribalism through the machinery of the church. So we don't as Western white boys we don't understand any other form of tribalism except church right we we don't we don't we don't know how to run a tribe but we sure know how to run a church and so we're gonna make the two the same thing when they're not the same thing um you know you look at at abraham you look at david you look at 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 europe our, our heritage, our ancestors, our uh, our inheritance that, that, that we uh, take from. There are very distinct domains uh, which the church does not presume to take authority over. You know, you don't run a tribe through the church. The priesthood did not run Israel right? The priesthood did not run Abraham. Abraham was a king. David was a king. And the church was not a tool for governance. The church was not a tool for tribal uh, control, tribal definition, tribal defense. The church, the role of the church is sanctification of all the tribes, men, right? When we talk about Christian nationalism, Oh, You know, everyone freaks out because they think the church is going to run the state. That is not Christian nationalism. It's the Christianization. It's the sanctification of our nation, of our kinsmen. (coughs) Excuse me. I got some sweet brownie. (coughs) Oh, man. Lord. I said Christian nationalism, and it's coming to get me. (coughs) Rob, good afternoon, brother. Good to have you along. So, so when we talk about Christian nationalism, our, our hopes are for every man uh, to swear fealty to Christ while being a part of our nation, while being involved in uh, economy, media, governance. We want Christian men to be the governors. We want Christian men to be in media. We want Christian men to be working the economy and, and stewarding wealth, land, and power, and influence. <clears throat> That is Christian nationalism. That is tribal, tribalism. You know, we, we can all think of it this way. We want to send missionaries out to Africa to the last unreached people groups, the this little pygmy tribe in the jungle. Right? So we send, we send missionaries, right, to go set up a church. What is their goal? <clears throat> is the goal of that missionary to become chief, to become tribal chief and then rule this tribe? Uh, and, and rule them into discipleship, rule them into Christianity. That's not their goal, right? Their goal is the sanctification of that tribe. It's to get that tribe's men to, to be saved by the blood of Jesus, to come into a living faith, uh, walk by faith as, as, uh, sworn obedience to Jesus Christ. (coughs) So we then come back to America and we lose that that template because, like, oh, that's just for the for the tribes. And it's like, yeah, we want tribalism. <laughs> we want our tribe, right? We want our tribe back. So, what is the role of the church when it comes to tribe? It's not to rule over the tribe, it's not to to usurp the domain of kingship, the domain of economy, the domain of media, but it's to sanctify all of the men in those domains. And so that's what I really wanted to hit on today is the majority of us Western boys, Christian boys, have been raised in the wrong domain. We've been raised with the only way to do work for God is in the domain of ministry. <clears throat> DVG, good afternoon, brother. The only way for us to make a difference for the Lord is to be in the domain of ministry. <clears throat> and so therefore, we understand, okay, ministry is the role of ministry is the priest, right? So I start shaping my whole life to the archetype of the priest. You know, if I'm going to do great work for the Lord, then then I have to live as a priest, right? I have to live as Samuel in the Bible. You know, Samuel, his mom, dedicated him to the Lord, to the service of the Lord. And from a baby, he was given from, from uh, when he was weaned from his mother, he was given to Eli to to become in the ministry, a priest uh, and obviously then a prophet, but, but he was raised with the expectations of a priest, the standards of a priest, the disciplines of a priest, the lifestyle of a priest, because this was the domain he was being raised in. Right now for the majority of, uh, of the, of the Bible's men priesthood was not your calling. Priesthood was not your domain, only Levites could be priests, right? Which left 11 out of 12 of the other tribes to be in these other three domains of economy, media, and governance, right? And so you weren't subject to the expectations of a priest, to the lifestyle of a priest, to the the, the standards and the rigors of priestly life. Now, unfortunately, <clears throat> in, in Western society, we've taken that... Um, that kind of of belief that every Christian boy has to become or be raised to be a pastor, you know, be a pastor in government, be a pastor in business, be a pastor in media. And that's why when a Christian guy goes out into media and just absolutely starts crushing a priest, We, we take this guy who's crushing in his domain and we crucify him to the standards of a priest. And we say, no, 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 you, you can't do that anymore. Uh, and so now the, the church acts as ruler over the tribe and takes this man, disqualifies this man out of his domain and sits him down in the naughty box and says, unless you become as, as spotless and blameless as a pastor, you can't go back into your domain. And we see this as well with, with guys who, who are in their domain, you know, like Milo uh, or like Justin Bieber, you know, who, who have an encounter with the Lord and get saved. Donald Trump even, right. They express fealty to the Lord. And now all the priestly, all of our West mindset of the, of the, the church discerning tribe, church organizing. Well, Justin or, or Kanye, right? Kanye. Well, Kanye. You can't sing about the gospel until you've spent four years proving that you have the character of a pastor. You know, hey, Donald, you can't, you can't be president until you've proven for 17 years that you've got the, 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 the standards of morality of a pastor. You know, and you, you, you take these guys and you're like, all right, come to my church. Come sit in my church before you ever go do anything. And it's like, no, no, no. Kanye is crushing the media sphere. Donald was crushing the political sphere and so we condemn them we shame them we control them right because because you have a, a guy who's who's calling who's anointing who's gifting is in media or is in government or is in business in economy right the natural anointing the natural grace right the gifts are without repentance the natural giftings that god created you specifically with right we walk into a church environment, and People understand, men understand honor, men understand hierarchy, right? So you see another man and you're like, man, I recognize the gift on your life. I recognize the authority on your life, right? And so if you're, if you're a, if you are a mature man in ministry who understands his own calling, you're like, this is great. I'm going to push you into your domain and I'm going to encourage you and I'm going to sanctify you as you do your domain. And I'm not going to put on you the priestly standards. I'm not going to put on you the pastoral mandates because you're not a pastor. And I understand that. But for a lot of, of guys, number one, you're either insecure because you, you're you not even sure that you're supposed to be the priest. You're, you're not sure you're supposed to be the pastor. So you, you, you control these guys, you condemn them, you shame them, you bring them under pastoral uh, expectations and standards. And you're like, look, Donald, you're a shameful man. Look, Kanye, you're married to a porn star. You're a shameful man. You've made all these albums. You've met all these crazy Hollywood pedos. You're a druggie. You're a, you're a, you know, all of these things, right? These moral things. And we heap the law on them. We heap the priestly standard on them. And then we say, now come be a good Christian boy and just sit in the church. And it's like, no, like that is not, that is not the role of the church to condemn. The role of the church is to sanctify. Is to tell them, Kanye, someone obviously did. You know, someone obviously said to Donald, someone obviously said to Kanye, Man, God loves you. God is a king of kings. You are a king who must swear fealty to him and just give you a whole life in service in your domain. You know, Christ said to Peter, Peter, you're a you're a fisherman, I will make you a fisher of men. He didn't change his domain. He took him where he was and he said, Let's go. And so obviously Donald or Kanye or whoever these guys are in their domain, like yeah. Makes sense to me. How do I, how do I do this? How do I sign up? How do I swear fealty to Christ? How do I give my life to Christ? And and that is the role of the priest is it, within the tribe. We're sanctifying the other domains, right? We're not trying to control and govern the other domains. Rob has brother. The church must be a constant anchor for values of the tribe and nation. The tribal nation cannot be constrained solely by the abilities or dogma. Of religious scholars and professionals, you put it on the head, bro. Wait a minute, welcome, brother. Yo, Rob, you put it on the head, bro. It's it's an error, right? So, so David, here's here's the real offensive thing that of because we've built our whole Western social fabric through the vehicle of the church. All these other guys start trying to usurp priesthood, right? You you look at so many church leaders. They would make amazing businessmen. They would make amazing media men. They would make amazing kings, governors. But instead, they're limiting themselves to this vehicle of the church, right? And likewise, <clears throat> uh, a whole bunch of men who are, are you know, because that's, you know, that's the thing that, that we're like, we're like, well, if you pray hard enough, you know, for all the guys with the economy, it's like. You know, I know a bunch of guys where it's like, oh yeah, man, saw this deal, got into it, made some money. Oh yeah, met that guy, got into some stuff, made some money. Oh yeah, did this, got into that, made some money. It's like that's an like you have an authority, you have an anointing for economy, right? And so I spent so much time in my life of like reading all these testimonies of guys who prayed and God gave them idea, and the next day they were millionaires, and you know, this guy prayed for his business and his business just did this, and it's like Am, am I living in sin? Cause you know, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be a big man in the economy realm. It's like, am I living in sin? Am I displeasing the Lord? Like, do I have to fast more? Do I have to, you know, like, what do I have to do Lord? And it's like, it's not your domain. Do the thing I've made you to do so that. You have to do something else that, you know, same with ministry. We're like, well, if ministry is the only way to please God. And so now you get all these men pushing into the ministry domain that shouldn't be there you know? And so you get churches run by dudes who are awesome travel, travel chiefs, but they're frustrated or they're hard handed or they're, cause they're bearing the sword. They're, they're governors, they're kings, you know? And it's like, dude, this is not your domain, you know? So we just get into this place where it's like, the church is a sanctifier. The church, I like that word you use there, Rob, is an anchor of morality. It's an anchor of identity, right? Cause what is the role of of the pastor is to disciple the nations, right? It's to, it's to tell Kanye, like God loves you. Here's how you need to think about the ball. Humble meaning. I'm not above God. Humble meaning. I'm not unsavable by Christ. Humble meaning. I am a son. I am a King that Jesus is King of. And now i go crush to the glory of God in my domain. That is the role of the, of the pastor of the priest is to sanctify those men as they crush In their domain to be an anchor of morality and uh heavenly mindedness domain dominion mindedness the kingdom is at hand mindedness on earth so you know one of the one of the the things for us to really figure out is like you know and it's okay to to cross domains i'm just being very simplistic i'm being very general it's okay to cross domains like you look at donald like machine in the economic domain, machine in the media domain, and then a machine in the governance domain. And it's like, that's okay. Like there's developments and and we go all over the place. But it's like the one thing Donald never did was subject himself to trying to be a pastor, trying to be a priest, trying to work out all his passions and desires and God-given call and and authority through the vehicle of a church. And so my encouragement to a lot of you guys, a lot of you guys are... In this place of like, God, do I plant a church or am I fit for ministry or should I be in ministry or like, why is my ministry such a struggle and all this stuff? And it's like, you know, I, I think for so many of us, like, it literally is like the Levite template. Like, probably only one in what's that, 8%, one in 12, probably like only 8% of dudes are, 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 have a touch from the Lord to be a priest, to be in ministry, to be a, a pastor who is just oozing natural authority. Just oozing the ability and the gifting to, to really crush in this domain, you know? And so that's my, 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 my encouragement and my prayer for a lot of you guys is if you feel that ministry is like the, you know, Oh Lord, like, should I be in ministry? Shouldn't I be in ministry? Freaking WiFi I'm probably really passionate, skillful, uh, and have a desire for, for one or more of these domains. And I've got, I've got opportunities. I've got natural authority. I've got natural uh, draw and energy and passion. And it's like, this is where I want to be. It's like, go do it to the glory of God and drop. You know, I'm not saying go and, and live like a pagan. Like, Oh, Scott. So if we're not subject to the priestly standards, you know, it's like, no, don't, don't, don't be a deck and, and, You know, don't go be a pagan. It's like we still want to live to the glory of God. I'm just saying we don't crucify uh, our every misstep or mistake or you know, it's this whole thing of like, man, guys wouldn't touch David with a ten foot pole. Guys wouldn't touch Abraham with a ten foot pole. Guys wouldn't touch Peter with a ten foot pole. Guys wouldn't touch Paul with a ten foot pole. Right? We have this. We have this crazy standard that we hold. We're like, here's the, here's the deal. I, I said this before I understood what was going on with domains, you know, for probably like the last two, three years, I'm like, if I ever run for office, I wouldn't do it as a Christian. Because the moment you start running for office as a Christian, all, all the crucifixion comes to be like, well, you were mean on Twitter. You, What do you mean you, you want to deport people? That is... That's not the, that's not Jesus, you know? And, and so you, you put the moment you say you're a Christian in, in governance, a Christian in media, a Christian in business, oh, all the priestly domain comes after you and be like, all right, you said you were a Christian. Great. Cause now you're under our authority and we're going to crucify you and control you and shame you and condemn you. And it's like, no, no, no. <clears throat> and here's the real offensive thing for priests. It's like the priests swear fealty to the King. The priests honor the prophets, the priests honor the warriors, you know, the other three, you know, you, that, that, uh, that great book about the four masculine archetypes, you know, obviously you can be an arch- any of the archetypes and, and be in ministry and, and whatever, but, but just as a great simplification, a great generalization, you know, economy, you can look at that as the warrior, right? The warrior archetype, men who just grind, who just work, they're, they're stoic, they're brave, uh, they, they are masterful and competent, you know, that's the warrior, um, archetype, right? <clears throat> it's like, as a priest, you have to give due honor to the warrior. And likewise, the warrior to the, to the priest, uh, the prophet type guys, right? The guys who, who are fearless, the guys who are very insightful, the guys who are bringing new ideas and, and, and setting frame and setting vision. It's the same thing. Like you honor the prophet, you get it. You get the prophet's reward. Same with the king, Right. You swear fealty to the king, and guess what? The king protects you. You know, you you gain, you gain uh, so much more than you give when you have a good king, right? Everyone wants a good king. Everyone wants a king like Jesus, you know. And so, so what happens is these guys think that in the church they are now the tribal king, and it's like you're not, dude. You're the priest. You're the pastor, right? And the moment you try and drive the church like you would the tribe you're going to get crucified to the priestly. You try to be a king, you're going to get crucified to the priestly standard. DVG, yep, it's an anchor and not the whole ship. Yeah, exactly. DVG, it's energizing, intoxicating, and terrifying to be set free like this. Thanks, brother. Because then we have to actually go to the fields of our domains and win or lose. Yeah, you know, and, and that's the big thing, right? That is the role of the priest, right? You see Donald going, and, and, and I'll scale this down. A scaled down, local scale Donald, right? We all know this guy, right? Powerful, confident. He's like, I've got a plan. I'm going to do stuff. And it's like the role of the priest is to support that man, to sanctify that man, to encourage that man, to pray for that man. When he has, when he fails, when he has a mistake, when he has a setback, when he has a defeat, it's like, hey man, come, come to my house and have a meal with me. I'm going to strengthen you in the Lord. You know, when people are trying to cancel him, it's like, oh, our church is, oh, he, he doesn't go to our church or, or we denounce him. Oh, we denounce Donald. He's not part of our church. It's like, oh, you just threw him under the bus instead of actually being like, no, we've sworn fealty to him. You know, and guys are like, oh, no fealty, but Jesus Christ. You know, it's like, no, 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 guys, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. And so the king is God's, right? The king, the, he who bears the sword is a ministry from God. It's instituted by God. And so we can gladly submit ourselves to a king and and swear fealty to a king. And then if there's, if there's issues, if there's problems, you know, like we've all had problems with the Donald, but it's like, what do you, why do we, why are we called to pray for the king, right? Not throw the king under the bus, not um, disown the king and kick him out the tribe. It's like, we've kicked him out the church. It's like, okay, great. Because now the tribal king is going to kick you as a priest out the tribe. Because he has greater authority. He has greater authority than you. DVG, um, they wouldn't touch Melchizedek with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> and yet his priesthood outranked Aaron's. Yeah. You know, it is it is this whole thing of, again, because the church or ministry is the only power hierarchy, the only tribal vehicle uh, available to us, the men who ascend the hierarchy of church They use power games to keep real kings, real prophets, real warriors out of their hierarchy, out of their in-group, because they're dangerous to them. They're dangerous. You know, a very mature priest, pastor in his church would be like, it's Saul, right? Saul, if he was a mature man who understood his own authority, would welcome David into his courts. David would be his top guy. Are you kidding me? This young guy who's a giant killer is swearing fealty to me, this young guy who is a giant killer is, is is loyal to me, like welcome to my hierarchy, welcome, like I'm gonna, and obviously he was in the role of king, but when we, we're in the role of, of priest, it's like you have young guys who come to me for sanctification, who come to me for encouragement, who come to me for discipleship, who come to me for strengthening in the Lord, like wow, what a, what an honor. You know, and that's where you get all these celebrity pastors, like hanging out with Donald, hanging out with Kanye, hanging out with Justin Bieber. And like, it's like, good for them. Like they're understanding their influence. They're using their correct uh, authority in a correct way to push these guys into their field to go and crush and go and win. And it's like, man, if you lose, if you have a defeat, if you have a setback, if you have a mistake, call me. I'll be there in a flash to strengthen you in the Lord. Awesome. Rob. Our society continues to become more non-permissive towards Christians. Men would be wise to look back to the early church when men conducted their religious business hidden from Caesar. Yeah, and that's it, you know. When you have when you have a king, like right now we have a, a political system that is that does not honor God, then, you know, the church goes underground or the church is kicked out of the tribe. But when you have a king who honors God, then the church is allowed to be like, all right, chaps, we've got an opportunity to be above ground. We've got an opportunity to go hard at sanctifying the tribe, you know? And so, you know, for instance, with, with, with our last King Donald, a lot of the church misunderstood their opportunity. You had an opportunity where a guy was, was open to honoring God was, he did honor God and you missed your opportunity to swear fealty to him. You missed your opportunity to sanctify the other domains in the open to sanctify the other domains with the king's blessing, with the king's protection, with the king's authority, with the king's resources. You missed that opportunity, you know. And now we're in a place where the king hates the Lord, and so we're we're yeah you you know we're exactly like you say, hidden from Caesar. DVG, the line of succession of Great Britain previously excluded Roman Catholics because their first loyalty was to the Roman Catholic Church and not the king. This is probably wise. Yep, yeah, you know, and, and that's our, that's our heritage. It's our spiritual heritage, right? Mo- majority of America, you know, de Tocqueville's famous line, uh, America is the Englishman left to himself, right? But our English, our Englishness is inherently aristocratic, right? We want a good king who respects the aristocracy or the other powerful men, the other tribal chieftains who who swear fealty to the king. Uh, and us as as aristocratic uh, the upper crust of society the, the patriarchs the men of of wealth land and power the men of influence we in turn serve we carry the burden of our local community you know you you serve you carry the burden of protecting your local community from raiders you serve the burden of protecting your local community from other tribes and in in turn they give you loyalty they give you uh, uh, due honor, and so that is the that is the inheritance for two thousand years that we've we've inherited from our where we come from. You know, and same with with the Germanics, the the French, the Spanish, all the different um, uh, heritages that are that are now in the Western world through America, through the Western world. It's like this is our inherent operating system. You know, democracy is a very you know, in four, thousand years of feudal tribal, aristocratic operation, democracy is but a little a little blimp. it's like what a hundred years over four thousand years it's 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 insignificant percentile democracy. it's such an, an abnormality. it's a yeah. And with that, all the all the the, the democratization of of how a uh, church tries to now govern tribe. Because we again through multicultural democracy, we've lost tribalism. We've lost the distinction of a tribal leader. We've lost the distinction of fealty to a tribal leader, right? Because if, if you have a new president every four years, it's like, oh well, do we swear loyalty to a new president every four years? Like you can't. It becomes a freak show, you know? And so You know, are we going to have monarchy back in America? No, probably not. You know, so what is pragmatism? Pragmatism is there is no political solution for us on the right. It is moral and economic. It is local, right? And so, yes, we're going to have local patriarchs. We're going to have local chieftains, right, who are not the pastor. They are a man of of honor in his domain that other men recognize and are like, yes, be our captain now. You know, it's what it's what the men they they came around David in the desert, 400 men who didn't fit into clown world, into Saul's clown world, and they were like, be our captain now. And David's like, Okay, I'm your captain now. That is what's gonna happen on a on a vast scale across the Western world, across the Anglosphere, Europe. Um, we're gonna have this this neo-feudalism, neo-warlordism, neo-aristocracy, you know, this whole neo-Amish vibe again we we're, we're going to have distinct tribes with many aristocratic patriarchal men of which all of you gentlemen are are going to be you know the first the first pioneers of right we're we are re-pioneering in this age of feminism liberalism equality we're we're pioneering patriarchy we're pioneering honor hierarchies we're pioneering a a aristocratic you know feudal system again Uh, Which the Amish have perfected um, We're just going to be a little bit more I Don't want to use the word militant for my glorious feds watching uh, But a bit more abrasive we want to we want to be a bit more abrasive and not as bullied around uh, Should things get bullied around? (coughs) Rob to be honest if priests and pastors aren't willing to walk into battle alongside the men of their congregation, then they lack enough skin in the game to contribute to decision-making. So yes, and I would I would change the framing, right? In our current framing, yes, I agree with you. You know, I would read stories of the Black Regiment uh, during uh, the Revol- American Revolutionary War, right? There was this one uh, preacher in New England, absolute legend, right? He, he gets up onto onto his pulpit and he starts preaching from, uh, from Ecclesiastes. I think it is where he said, there's a time for everything, you know, a time for peace and a time for war. And he takes off his black robe and underneath is his colonial militia, full militia uniform with a sword. And he's like, right, chaps, it's time for war. And he leads his 200 men from his congregation, uh, down, uh, to the, to the, um, the sign up or whatever, and he signs them up and boom, there's there's a whole uh, company of men from one church. And we're all like, wow, legend, absolute legend, you know? But this comes from our understanding of pastors as tribal leader, right? We expect of our pastors kingship, right? And a king is not for long life. A king is for glory, right? So that's why we loved the Donald, because he was willing to lay everything down for the tribe. He was willing to to pick fights. He was willing to uh, lose his own wealth, lose his own life for the good of the tribe. Right? Unfortunately, it turned out to be the wrong tribe. But this is what we want. We want a king who will stand up and be brave and lead us into a new a new vision, uh, a new territory, uh, safety from clown world, uh, peace, prosperity, etc. The problem with expecting that of the pastor, right? is that the pastor cannot be our battle leader, but I agree with you, he has to be willing to be on the battlefield, sanctifying the warriors, sanctifying the king, right? And so you look at that with like um, with like Samuel coming to offer the sacrifice, right? We've gotta bless, so here's what we want from our pastors. We want them to bless the men who are fighting. We want them to bless the institutions that are doing the fighting, right? You know, so, so I love that meme, of the of the eastern of the russian orthodox pastor spraying holy water on you know he's obviously at a russian military base or whatever and all these guys have their rifles laid out on the table and the priest is blessing all the rifles with holy water and it's like yes based like that's what we want you know we want the priests to have that skin in the game of i i'm a priest i'm i'm not a fighting man i have no fighting skills but i will bless the rifles. I will sanctify the men. You know that's what we want. So, so really, yeah, exactly what you're saying there, Rob. DVG. Yep. Church in the early Christian church was not centralized, Big Ava. It was a network of home churches that each individually under the patriarch of each home, and then to network leaders. And that's what we're talking about. You know, it's this this network of patriarchal men. You know, that's what the founding fathers were. It was, you know, three hundred to to a couple thousand patriarchal men of influence in their local communities who could understand that they were responsible for what goes on in their local life. They were responsible for their brothers and their tribe. And so they did stuff like Friar Tuck in Robin Hood and Ivanhoe. Yeah. So good. You know, fighting alongside his King, you know, being a part of his Kings and obviously Friar Tuck had some uh, sweet musculature, you know, and there are many, many priests who are are uh, skillful men and skillful in battle and, and praise God for it. Uh, but that is not their role. Their main role is to bless the, the warriors who, who go out and, and sanctify them. Rob priests, blessing rifles plus three holy damage. Love it. That's it, man. Like I, you know, that's all we want. like, you know, I think that's why so many of us struggle with with churches. Like, that's all we want is a pastor who blesses the men to fight. You know, get up on a Sunday and bless the men to fight. You know, a pastor who gets up in the pulpit on a Sunday and is like, right, chaps, I bless you to go be truthful and honest and offensive in the workplace. I bless you to go be truthful and honest on Twitter. I bless you to go run for counsel. I bless you to go pick fights uh, with undesirable men in the community, I bless you. You know, and it's like, wow, he's blessing us to that. It's like, yeah, I'm blessing you to do it. Like if if I hear that you've picked a fight with evil, I will proudly back you. If you lose your job, I will sort out something in the church to help you out. If, if you get uh, just a crazy media backlash, you come hide in the church because, because I understand my role in the tribe is to encourage and sanctify and bless the other men to crush in their domains. DVG Leviticus literally has a process for men taking war brides in Israel. Exactly. And and again, it's a blessing of, of the spoils of war. It's a blessing of men to go to war. You look at Abraham. Abraham had land, wealth, power. What was his power? He had 300 trained men, soldiers, in his house, in his company. In his organization, in his tribe, right? He was a tribesman. They were a traveling tribe. They, they had sworn, they had sworn fealty to him. They might have even been slaves for for all we know, but probably not. They were probably, uh, you know, young men who who joined uh, a great man. They're like, he's a great man. He's blessed by God. If I swear fealty to him and serve him, I too will be blessed by God and skim off of the cream of his blessing, anointing in life. You know, that's what great kings are for. Great kings gather men and bring them into blessing. You know, so so Abraham has 300 men trained, trained fighting men. And something happens to his cousin. And so he's like, sweet chaps, let's roll. And, and off he goes uh, to war, right? Off he goes to war, sorts crap out, gets a whole bunch of loot. Uh, and then he comes back and guess who's there to bless him? the priest Melchizedek, Melchizedek says, blessed are you Abraham by God most high. And he gives him a tithe of the, of the loot. And then he gives all the rest of the loot uh, back to the king of Sodom. And he says, God has made me wealthy. I don't need you to tell me I'm wealthy. Just give whatever the young men have taken for themselves. They, they got some loot and the guys who came with me, they got some loot. That's great. Like bless them, but I'm not going to take anything. God will make me wealthy. I don't want any man, To say, because he he had been blessed. He had been blessed by the priest. Rob, in this decline, we need tribal chaplains and less effete church managers. My man, that is a great frame. Awesome. That's it. We need tribal chaplains, right? And I think it's hard. Like, it's not to, again, it's not to bomb on pastors. It's not to denigrate the church because we are the church, right? So many pastors are doing what they can with what they have. They don't understand the frame that they are not kings. They don't understand the frame that it's okay to have kings. They don't understand the frame that tribalism is not evil, that God has instituted tribalism, right? And so to be a tribal chaplain means we need to have a king to attach ourselves to. We need to have a band of of warriors to attach ourselves to. And, And, you know, you look at, you look at that and it's like, there aren't many, you know, we thought we had a tribal king in Donald. Uh, we think we have, you know, a lot of guys are like, Oh, Tucker, Tucker, Tucker's our guy. You know, a lot of guys are, are swarming around, uh, Nick Fuentes and Gavin and Owen, you know, there's tons of, there's tons of chieftains out there, but no churches or that I know of are swearing allegiance to these guys are swearing fealty to these guys and being like, Hey man, we're here for the sanctification of your people. We're here to provide, we're here to provide logistical support, uh, communal, organizational support to your, you crushing in your domain. You know, I I think that's what it would look like to be a chaplain, and like you say, not an Afate church manager, because the Afate church manager sees himself as the tribal chieftain, and my church is the tribe, and so I get to kick people out of my tribe and keep it clean and keep it. Uh, only priests, only priests can be in this tribe. You know, there it is. If you see it as that way, it's like only priests can be in my church. And so if you don't conform to the standards of priest, we crucify you and throw you out. DBG, they didn't ban taking war brides in Leviticus. They just regulated it to make it more humane to the bride and to give time for the family to adjust to a new woman. Yeah. And that's it. It's these offensive things. It's these offensive things of like, it's not, I mean, it's not offensive to most guys. Like what, what do guys grow up loving? We grow up dreaming about war. We grow up loving war. You know, you become a teenager. All you think about is sex, money, and power. You know, you start, you get into your twenties. What do you start thinking about? Land, property, buildings, cars, status signifiers, right? You know, it's all these things that are natural desires in a man that, all they need is proper demonstration, proper discipleship into their domain. And we don't get that. We get we get suppression. We get control, shame, condemnation, and and don't go into that domain. Don't go into that domain. Don't go into that domain. Come be a priest. Come be a subpar, bad, bad priest in, in my hierarchy, so I can control you. So let me carry on with where I was going down here. <clears throat> Yeah. And, and so here's, here's the next thing as well is giving honor. You know, a lot of guys, we give honor to the, the pastor. We think the pastor, you know, we go to a church and we like immediately put all of our kingly expectations on the pastor. We immediately put all of our desire for tribal belonging on the pastor and then we get disappointed or, or angry or resentful. And it's like, guys, now we can understand your pastor is just a priest. His role is, is to bless, his role is to sanctify. His role is not to lead the tribe. And so we need to release him from that expectation. Likewise, a lot of you guys, whatever your domain is, right? If it's governance and kingship, it's like you guys need to start stepping out to give everyone else someone to come around. You know, you need to start stepping out into your governance. Same with the ministry guys, right? Step out into setting frame. Step out into uh, into media so, you know, it's education it's, uh, entertainment, it's, uh, leisure. And, uh, you know, there's so much goes into the media domain, but it's like, it's such a huge part of culture, right? Hollywood is, is a cesspit that has taken control of the media machinery for our nation. You know? So once you understand that you can start realizing like, okay, like there's a lot, there's a lot of power in the media domain. And then likewise in the economic domain. Right, just tons of warriors just crushing in economy, land, wealth. Right, there's such a huge power in you know buying up a town, buying up farmland. Right, having assets, having equipment, having machinery, having skills, having trades, having ability to get crap done. Right, a lot of the times this is economic economy guys. Right. So it's, it's, it's a huge thing for us, chaps, to realize, like, I want to set us a lot of us free, 92% of us. I want to set 92% of us free from pursuing life in the ministry domain, from pursuing life as a priest, right? A lot, a lot of us are not priests. So stop living to the expectations and lifestyle of a priest and start living to the expectations and lifestyle of a king, of a prophet, or of a warrior. You know, whatever your archetype is outside of, of priest whatever that looks like. So I think that's just a, it's a great, a great way for us to look at church from now on is church is not the governor of our tribe. It's the, it's the sanctifier of our tribe. And then how am I stepping out to, to bring us up to, you know, it's like, uh, Robin Diviji said, there of like the anchor and the ship, you know, we need to build the rest of the ship. The anchor is there. The anchor has always been there. And why haven't we gone anywhere? Well, because an anchor doesn't take you anywhere. An anchor stabilizes. An anchor is secure. It's like, well, now we need the rest of the ship. We need the rest of the vehicle and machinery of tribalism, of culture, of Christendom, of civilization. So, um, yeah, that's a so a, a good little rant. We'll end it there. Um, I think tomorrow, uh, I, I like this whole Thursday. Ask me anything. So we'll do we'll do some uh, some questions tomorrow. Any topics you guys think are interesting? And um and we'll go hard at having some fun. But I appreciate you guys uh jumping on in the in the chat. It's been great. Um a few fun things from Twitter. I don't know if you guys man, I I think I need to take like a piece of paper when I when I scroll Twitter on on my computer and like block out all the trending news crap. But like all that was on my trending news crap was oh rockets in Israel, rockets in Israel, all this stuff. And it's like, man there is such a, there is such a fixation for Christians, especially on Israel. You know, we think that they are the special boys. They are the blessed ones. And unless we bless them, we are going to be cursed. We are like, no, no guys, we are blessed. We are more blessed than Israel ever was. We are, we are the descendants of Abraham, you know? And so they aren't the special boys anymore. In fact, it's like they are the ones who need to repent. Uh, and come into fealty to Christ, you know? And so all of these guys, it's like, I'm not not cursing Israel. Like, bless them. I just don't want anything to do with them, right? We've got our own life to live. We've got our own local area to steward and be concerned about. So for a lot of guys, you know, if we could give the same energy, the same importance to our local area that we give to Israel, that we give to Washington, D.C., That we give to you know whatever crazy out there far out news story is happening if we can give all of that same energy and importance and attention to our own local life to our own local town it's like that's where it's at you know why are the jews so culturally uh powerful and ascendant because they they understand that they treat themselves as blessed they still believe they are the blessed people they still believe they are the special voice we need to get that for ourselves we are Blessed by God. We are kings. We are wherever we are is is holy ground. Wherever we are is is the the presence of God, the blessing of God, because we are the kings that Jesus is king of. And so we steward the land that we're at. You know, we need to get that, that king energy, that Jerusalem energy. You know, your little small town or wherever you are in the world, that's now Jerusalem. That is now your holy land. And we need to treat it as such. Jewel Covenant, Rob, dual covenant theology is a very American evangelical heresy. Yeah. And it and it and it hurts us, you know, because we're so we're so fixed and concerned on people we'll never meet and who, you know, if we did meet, we would find that they they hate our way of life and they hate our God or or our uh Messiah. Um so anyway, I just thought that was funny, you know, of like all these guys going off on Israel. And I was like, nah, like focus on your local area. Alrighty. Love you boys. We'll see you all tomorrow. Um, have a great, a great afternoon, great evening, uh, catch some sunshine if, if possible. Uh, and, uh, we'll see you tomorrow.